1: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Martin puts it up from there and knocks down the three. With 2.05 to go, a huge triple by Martin Butler on the right side. Has to put it up, does. Around and down. A dagger. Three by Butler to push the lead to 10. Miami takes a 1-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: We're just playing really good basketball. More than anything, we're staying together. Got to win, but um, that's not uh, enough for us, and we want to get another one.
3: Oh yeah, we're in the thick of it now with those NBA playoffs. we got another good one tonight out in the Western Conference Finals. We'll dive into that in just a little bit, but first we take a look back. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here with you, cruising right along, filling in for the guys this evening. Again, you can tune in tonight for Game 2 of the NBA Western Conference Finals. Nuggets, they host the Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. And And you can hear P.J. Carlismo, our ESPN Radio NBA analyst, on the call for that game. So we'll dive into that one in just a little bit here, Coach. But let's first start with what happened last night between the Celtics and the Heat. But let's focus on the team that actually lost last night, and that would be the Celtics. Jason Tatum. Um, You could say perhaps unexplainable what happened there in the fourth quarter. He had only 13 touches. The second few is for him. Only 34 dribbles. No field goal attempts. What did you make of the lack of usage and lack of production by arguably the Celtics' best player?
2: Well, he struggled. He had a, he had a tough, tough quarter. He turned the ball over. You're not talking about the turnovers, which was the most significant thing. I think at one point he maybe had three and four possessions or something like that. So I don't think the problem was Jason not getting the ball. The problem was when he got the ball, what he did with it.
0: Coach, um, what do you make of Joe Missoula not calling timeouts during big Miami runs? And how much criticism do you think coaches deserve when it comes to timeout usage?
2: Well, I I think coaches are always, I don't know whether you deserve it, but are always going to get criticism. Uh, And timeouts are, are, you know, one of those that they're kind of the perfect um, point to go after because, If you don't take a timeout and it works out, it's kind of forgotten. If you take a timeout, then you're uh, very seldom given credit. You take a timeout, your team plays good, nobody says anything. It's the one that everybody's focusing on. Joe's style is to not use timeouts a lot, and he's been uh, second-guessed an awful lot of this year. Myrus, we've had a, a ton. We've had more Celtic games than any other game. Uh, any other team, I believe, on ESPN radio. Uh, So I've been in and out of Boston a whole bunch all summer, uh, all year, excuse me, and I've I've heard the criticisms. A, if it's not a coach criticizing, I don't put any stock in it whatsoever. You've got people with very low basketball IQs criticizing him. Uh, The Celtics won more games this year than any season, I think, in the past 13 or 14. I don't hear anybody saying all the games that he won when they didn 't take time out, so I just think that it's easy to jump on a first year coach uh, and you got a lot of second guessers in Boston. They were second guessing when they fell behind in the Philly series, and then they go down into the Philly uh and get it and then they have a you know incredible game seven uh to me it's it's much ado about nothing from a lot of people who know very little about basketball.
3: Okay, so we're going to stay in that same vein. We're talking to P.J. Carlisma, our ESPN radio NBA analyst. You can hear him on the call later tonight of the Western Conference Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers. So for Joe Mazzula, obviously a very young head coach, and then you've got Coach Spoke, who many would say is one of the best, better coaches in the NBA. Do you, see, do you think that's the discrepancy here? It's the coaching, or do you think it's more on the players that we've seen, at least in Game 1?
2: Game 1, I, you know, take your pick. You want the first half when Boston looked like they were going to win by 40 points in the game, looked like it was going to be a massacre, or you want the second half when I just thought Miami came out the way we've seen Miami play, particularly in the playoffs recent, this year. Um, just gritty, got into people um, like Jason didn't turn the ball over on purpose. That people were into him. He was trying to split doubles. Guys were coming at him. Uh, I I just think they took it to him a lot more. They being the the Heat took it to the Celtics so much more in the second half, and it was like pretty much any aspect of the game. Now they made the threes. The threes were enormous. Uh, all the threes they made, and Jimmy Butler. I, I don't know what Jimmy Butler does in April, May, and June, but He's a very, very good player all the time. Don't get me wrong. He's an all-NBA player. But he goes to an entirely different level uh, in the playoffs, and he's done it repeatedly, and he hasn't done it just with one team. (laughs) He's done it with multiple teams. I I didn't think he could ever play better than he played in the bubble when Kesty and I were living in the bubble, and they got beat in the finals by uh, L.A. And he he just, remember, he he collected that one scene, I'm sure, they had it on TV, almost like collapsed on the – Sideboards there late in the game. You, I didn't think he could play any better, and you could make the point that he played better in the first two rounds, and he played better uh, last night than he did even back in the bubble. So uh, I, I just think it's in that game. It was Miami's players stepping up. Um, it, it's interesting. Boston for game ones um, has not have not really been good to them uh, in the playoffs, but they find a way to right the ship and, and get it going. and I, I think they will. I think it's going to be a great series. I think this game is obviously an enormous game tomorrow um, for Boston in terms of answering, but they've done it repeatedly. I think they'll do it again. Jason's been a little in and out. I mean, he's he's a first-team All-NBA player. He's one of the best players in the league. I thought his quote was a really perceptive quote. Some people read it as being a little uh, borderline arrogant when he said, in in uh, remember down in Philly when he said, "Hey, I know I'm one of the best players in the world, and right. uh, you know I, I'll come out of it." That's the truth. That that's what he is. That's how he thinks, and th- that's what enabled him to have that fourth quarter in Philadelphia. So there's no doubt in my mind how how he'll come back and how he's going to play. And uh, Philly, but Boston has been too good all year. It strikes me both of the series of one thing that's really interesting. You've got a team that basically from day one has been the best or the second best team. If you want to split hairs in the East and the Celtics and the best team in the West, the entire year, you don't have to split hairs has been Denver. And then they're going against the team that just is playing the best they've played all year right now. And maybe for the last you know month or two months, uh, going, going against them, and it's a, they're great matchups. But um, I, I think the Celtics are going to be fine. I think it's going to be a great series. I think anybody sitting on the opposite bench from Spo has their hands full, and I'm not, yeah. being, I'm not trying to be condescending with that. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in this league you can start with Pop. I wouldn't name four or five other guys, but it's an endangered species now. They all got fired, all the guys that won the damn championships in the last couple of years and had the best years of anybody of the 30 teams in the league, and they all got fired. But I think right. anybody sitting on that opposite bench, when you go against Miami, you know you're going against a great coach. I am suppose proven it. He's won championships. Uh, he's done it consistently. Uh, and their franchise, you, they, you know, you know how they're going to play. You know what you're going to get. So I don't think anybody goes into a matchup with Miami saying, "Well, we got the advantage here in the coaching, no problem." Or you know, Spo, he doesn't know what he's doing on the other bench. It's the complete opposite. Everybody realizes that, and it's real easy to say, "Hey, um, Darvin Ham's a first year coach. Joe Missoula is a first year coach. How How is he going to be able to, you know, do it?" <laughs> they're both coaching in the conference finals, and The Celtics had the best year they've had in a long, long time. So I would just sit back if I'm a Boston Celtics fan and cheer for your team and stop trying to figure stuff out. Just cheer for your team and and be happy to go along for the ride. They're not a team that does it smoothly. They they don't just quite get it done. It didn't happen against Atlanta. It didn't happen against Philly. I don't think it's going to happen against Miami. They're not somebody that just blows you out four times in a row and necessarily plays with the same level um every night but uh they get the job done
0: canty and carlin espn radio were presented by progressive i'm aaron goldhammer she is shay cornett coming up in about 15 minutes both shay and i are going to criticize a bunch of nba coaches in honor of pj Carlesimo, who is our guest <laughs> uh coach um the adjustment that makes so <laughs> <laughs> the adjustment that the lakers made on Jokic in the second half Switching AD off of him, putting Rui Hachimura on him. It's been talked about a lot. Is it sustainably successful for the remainder of the series in your mind?
2: I I think it will be used, and I think at times it's going to be successful. I I think it's funny because in both of our pre-game interviews the other night, both Jarvin and uh, Michael Malone talking about the opposite guy. How do you slow down a, a LeBron or an AD? How do you slow down a... Uh, a Murray or a Jokic you slow, you, you slow them down and you try and make them work by showing them different looks uh there were times in that game when they played him straight up one-on-one there were times when they played him straight up and brought help like you know a, a double team or a soft double team and then there was obviously when they put Rui on him and had AD helping out which was the most effective um the other night I've lost track of days whatever day that was I think it was Tuesday um but I, I think that's what you're going to do against a great player. They they didn't, you know, you, you have to give AD different looks. You have to give LeBron different looks. LeBron's the toughest one to me. Uh, not AD had 40, but, I mean, LeBron is so big and strong. I don't know what the heck you can do with him. I mean, he has just been, it's just appeared to me. We had a bunch of the games in the Warriors series also uh, and a few in the Memphis. it he just takes games over now. Like, he, you know, when it's not going well for them, he goes, I'm going. If my outside shot's not going, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to get to the rim or I'm going to get to the free throw line. And that's the tougher one. But I, I think the move on Nicole was a really good move by Darwin. but I, I think we're not only going to see the three or however many little wrinkles they had trying to defend Nicola the other night. We'll see, more, we'll see more before this series is over. Because one thing is not going to work. A steady diet of anything. Uh, Louie will be out of the game in a minute if they you know, if they try to play him uh, for 48 minutes or close to it.
3: Coach, before we let you go here, last one for me at least. If, if there's this phrase, must-win game, I feel like is thrown around a little loosely sometimes. But nonetheless, do you think this is a must-win game for the Lakers or a must-win first half for the Lakers? Because obviously we saw them start very slow in game one.
2: Yeah, no, they, I, I would buy the must-win... Um, first half, much more so, because they dug a big hole. LeBron's quote was they punched us in the mouth, and it took us till the second half to wake up. Um, yeah, it's, much, it's more of a must-win um, first half. I think you look at the two series, the Boston game is more of a must-win because they're going on the road if they don't get it won. Uh, I don't think L.A. wants to be behind 2-0, even though they're going home, but that's a different animal. Uh, you know that's what happened in the in the Phoenix series, and Phoenix was able to win games three and four. So um, the must win, if if there's such a thing, and there really isn't, because you know crazy stuff happens. Somebody rolls an ankle, somebody gets hurt. You looked at you know some of the conference finals and finals in recent years. Other things impacted it, but it's uh, for Boston tomorrow. It's more of a must win than it is for. Uh, Los Angeles tonight, but they better—they're they, not going to dig a twenty-point hole in the first half. They're going to be ready to play because it looked like they were going to get run out, of, um, yeah. ball arena, uh, you know, two nights ago. They just weren't by their standards ready to play, and unfortunately, because they were missing shots, Denver just played downhill the entire first half, and they had no chance. They had yeah. no answer to slow them
0: down. Chase, sounds like that's on the coach, criticizing <laughs> Darvin Ham here on ESPN. Right? Hey, he's another <laughs> no, no. first year. Darvin's I mean,
3: gonna, I don't know. Darvin will come up with a
2: couple of more, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain any defense against Jokic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jokic believer right now. Oh, yeah, how could you
3: not down. be? I mean, you, have, you and the rest unreal. of the
0: world, Coach. That's yep. true. Yep.
3: Um, all right, Coach, we appreciate the time. Thank you. We know you have a late night tonight. Since you are on the call, we'll be listening. We appreciate the time.
2: All right, Shay, Aaron, great being with you. Thank you.
3: See you later. That's PJ Carlissimo, our ESPN NBA analyst again. You can hear him tonight, and you can tune in. Game tune of the NBA Western Conference Finals. Nuggets host the Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on SiriusXM channel. Eighty. Okay, so I threw out the must the must win phrase uh, to coach, but I thought I phrased that well, Aaron. Like, is it a must win game or a must win first half? Because it is true. I mean, the Lakers and, and he he brought it up, but I was going to say it too that that um, that LeBron even pointed it out. I mean, they weren't ready to go. Right. They didn't have the juice in the tank, and by the time they figured it out, it was just simply right. too right. late.
0: Which, when you are on the road and you are playing against a younger team, you see this happen all throughout the playoffs. That one team quote unquote comes out more aggressive than the other team which is another sports cliche that drives me crazy and I've never played NBA basketball either but it it amazes me okay you're in the Western Conference Finals like this is a pretty how do you come out as the less aggressive team Um, but it happens we've seen it in just about every one of these series
3: yeah I I agree with you I'm looking at as you're talking Aaron I'm looking at stats from last night in terms of what the Lakers were able to do in the first half so for example first half LeBron and AD went 12 of 22 from the field 5 of 6 from the free throw line okay and that's in about just under 40 minutes of playing time yep the other three starters in the first half were 4 of 14 from the field yeah zero free throw attempts or field yeah free throw attempts zero yep Yep. in in a total of 53 minutes so it wasn't just LeBron, right? It was the entirety of the Lakers team that yes. couldn't figure out how to slow yeah. down. Not only Jokic, but the uh, Jamal Murray. I mean, the whole group of Denver. Like, So the you would not expect the Lakers to look like that tonight. I will also point out this. The Lakers, this postseason, every time they've lost a game, this entire postseason, mm-hmm. they've come back to win the next game. Not just win, but win by double digits as well. Yeah. So th- this would be unfamiliar territory if Los Angeles not only loses, but loses sure. badly tonight to Denver.
0: But, but how many of those? Times have they been playing against the best player in the world? None. So, okay, this is a new phrase
3: that we're calling Jokic the best player in the. This is brand new phrase. I like. Sorry. I'm yeah, test driving it. it. That's fine because you, like, you it, have like Denver roots. Like you can, like I'm not ready to do that. We we've thrown that best player in the world around, like LeBron, and hold Kevin
0: Durant. On. He, he, and he's won two of the last three around. MVPs, and he just what what were his? We bring up his first half so, numbers. You've got sure. the first half box score. Give me would, the first half I don't box have score the first for first-half,
3: but standard. I will get it for you. Um, this year, Joel Embiid won the MVP. If we're going off MVPs, are you going to throw Joel Embiid in this conversation too? It feels a little no. recency bias ish to me.
0: Okay. Joel Embiid is is not the best player in the world. He didn't even take a sh- shot in the last four minutes of his. Well, team's if you are going to go off MVPs,
3: of the then we should have him in the conversation. I feel like we're throwing around "best player in the world" a little too loosely.
0: Who do you okay? think the best? Pl- who do you think is the best player in the world? Ever? Don't do yeah, that Like like, like, give, like give me an up. No 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 no. I am not giving you the Jordan Okay. Don't L- don't lob me with the best player ever. Okay. Who, what? Who right now in Shea Cornett's current rankings of who the best player in the world is? It is who deserves that title. I the championship LeBron. belt. I would say LeBron. LeBron.
3: Yes, he's right.
0: So what? So what? He, 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 he's. I mean, I, I have as much respect LeBron as anybody. He's really helped my career just being in his orbit has helped me get to this stage. Sure. Who would you being say? On ESPN Radio. I will debate Jokic. anyone. Jokic is best player. As
3: of three days ago, you'd say Jokic. Cool. Two months ago, who would you have said?
0: Mm, maybe Giannis. But maybe I think Giannis. the playoffs. But I think the playoffs have changed that. And I think if you want to say it's Jokic or Giannis, that they both, it's a tier, not a title. I don't have one best friend. I have many best friends. There isn't one best player in the world. And I feel there like. There are many people in that conversation. And they can all take on the title together.
3: I also feel like it, it matters, right? Like the time of year. Okay, like Giannis, we would argue during the regular season. Yes, he's the best player in the world. Kevin Durant, when he's on a fully functioning roster that he is acclimated with and that he has parts around him that he plays well with, is one of the smoothest, best players to watch for certain in the NBA. Right. LeBron has just been doing it the longest. I feel like he's a sure bet. Jokic is a brand new addition to this conversation. No, brand he's new. not.
0: Wait, yes, wait, wait, he hold is. On. He's a back-to-back MVP. How is he a brand new addition to the conversation? He's won the Half award the, the last two years. Can't even watch him most uh, uh, of the
3: NBA season.
0: Shay, it's the the fact that they don't put the that he's highlights because he doesn't throw down between the legs dunks or he doesn't hit forty five foot jumpers like Steph Curry. That's not his fault. The way no, he plays, true. look at the – the the, and I think that hurts him, unfortunately. But I think that, you know, there are flashier players. But I'm not sure that there's anybody who's better. He had 34, 21 boards, and 14 assists in game one. He's averaging he's numbers – He's averaging numbers this playoff that only Wilt Chamberlain has averaged before in a postseason. I think he deserves the title – Of now is he is Giannis up there? I don't think Embiid is. You know, make the conference finals before you have a claim on the best player in the world. Uh, To me, Nikola Jokic is in at least in the conversation enough that you shouldn't double take when I say that phrase in front of his name.
3: I know it's it's hard for me to get there with him though, especially because. Sometimes we have issues with him saying maybe healthy. I feel like he's always like, I don't know. I just, I worry about Jokic. That's not fair. It's not fair. He
0: plays 82 games. He's been the healthiest superstar there is. No,
3: let me rephrase that. I worry about him staying healthy because of how much they put on him. He's asked to do everything for this Denver team. I didn't phrase that properly. He's asked to do everything. Now, I think it's fair to say what he is 100%. I agree with you, Aaron. I'm not just, I'm, I'm just saying this feels like a brand-new addition to his accolades, him being the best player in the NBA. Because and it's, it's deserved. He's not flashy. You're right. That's why. He's not in every commercial we see on TV.
0: No. He's not on every That's right. game
3: on TV. That's it's right. hard for us to say this is the next superstar in the NBA when he's not everywhere.
0: He doesn't sell anything. There's no click value to him on the front page of ESPN.com. He's not this international phenomenon. All he does is put up 34, 21, and 14 in a playoff game.
3: One playoff game. Let's see. Let's see what Rui Hachimura has in store for him tonight. Like, like know. Rui
0: Hachimura is going to stop him too. Like everybody on Get Up and First Take is talking about. Like <laughs> Rui Hachimura is about to shut him down. Okay, let's see. Let's see how Rui Hachimura does on him what tonight.
3: Did Co- what did Coach Malone say? As like as if this is something we've never seen before. It's a brand new person. I was right. like, well, it's a good yeah, point. Yeah, go. Right. All right, we're going to stop arguing. We do like each other. It's just this just happens sometimes. Uh, give us a call. Who do you think is the best player in the NBA? We're up for an argument. It's fine. 8 well, how did we ESPN. come up with that
0: angle? That's a big sports hockey topic.
3: Seriously. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Plus, we'll play a game of respect it or check it. The AFC North. Switching gears. We're going to the NFL. Is the division worth discussing it is because we're going to play a game with it and there's a lot of question marks stick with us kenny and carlin on espn radio
1: passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive in Carlin the podcast the performance by Jokic last night was just special. It's back-to-back 30-point triple-doubles in the postseason for Nikola Jokic. He's proving to be the best player in basketball. He's trying to win the crown. there still steps, but it's moving that direction. When it comes to making others better as well as being a threat, he is Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon. He is so fundamentally sound, that's what allows him to have an edge on a lot of the more athletic guys that he plays against.
3: It feels like Jokic being the best of the best of the best feels a little brand new to me. It's no doubt, okay, Aaron, before you get all worked up, that what he's doing is not only impressive, remarkable. Use any adjective you want to describe the way this man is playing. He's putting people, everyone who maybe hasn't paid as close attention, on notice. That's for certain. But to say he's the best ever or the best right now, I don't even know how you phrased it feels a little brand I said new. He's,
0: I said he's the best player in the world. I didn't try to put his accomplishments in any historical context. I said, as of today, and I reserve the right to change my NBA player rankings every half hour, but ah. this half hour... Jokic is the number one player in my book.
3: See, he just gave you a little out. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay Cornette here with you and Aaron Goldhammer. And obviously talking a lot about what's going on in the NBA. But also, after the performance by Nikola Jokic in the first, uh, in game one, I should say, against the Lakers, it's like this conversation opened up a little bit more. He was remarkable. That is for certain, okay? And, and there's no doubting that. However, to say he's the best player in the world, I don't know that we can go that far just yet. Do you agree? 888 aspn triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Colvin is in Arizona. He's got a comment on it. What do you got, Colvin? What do What's you got?
0: What's up, think? Colvin? Hey, guys. Uh, love the show, and I, I got to say, I... It is
1: definitely a newer thing that Jokic is the best player in the world, but he is the best player in the world right now. If you look Uh, at his numbers, he's doing things that haven't been done before. He's averaging a 31-point triple-double. Before these playoffs, I would have said Giannis. I agree with you. I think Giannis was that best player in the world right now. But Jokic is so special. His IQ is relatable to LeBron. He always makes the right play. But you can't say LeBron's the best anymore because LeBron's not doing the numbers that he did five years ago. Jokic is the best player.
3: Okay. I'll, I also want, Fair. I also want to ask this question. Do you think Jokic maybe played the best basketball we've ever seen him play in those first three quarters of game one, uh, Aaron?
0: No. I think that he could play exactly the same way tonight, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he... He hit a three-pointer that was contested that I thought was a ridiculous shot at the end of the third quarter. So that was one play that I don't know is sustainable. Uh, It's like cartoonish, yeah. But other than that, I think a lot of the other things he did, he could totally replicate again tonight. And he has throughout the majority of the playoffs. I mean, Devin Booker has been great in the playoffs. Durant, obviously, Mm -hmm. has been in the conversation at times. But I think what happened is there are a lot of casual fans who really, to be honest, saw Jokic play. The other night for the first time, the the last time he was in the conference finals, it was in the bubble and it was in the fall when everybody was watching football, not basketball. Right. And there were no fans in the stands. This is premier network, premier time the only thing going on he's going up against lebron and i think he opened a lot of casual not the nba fan that's staying up until one o'clock in the morning to watch warriors blazers on a wednesday in october i'm talking about the casual sports fan i think saw him play for the first time in many cases the other night
3: yeah I agree with you, and I, that's why I feel like this conversation and this statement, because it's a bold one, that Nicole Jokic is the best player in the NBA currently right now feels very new and very recency bias-ish. Jason's in Kentucky. Jason, agree, disagree. What do you think?
0: What's up, Jason? Hey, thanks for taking my call.
3: Uh, I like Giannis.
0: I think Giannis is
3: the
2: best player in the world. I do think Jokic is close. I also think Embiid is close. But an uh, un- unhealthy Giannis losing in the first round of the playoffs is not surprising. And to say M doesn't deserve to be in the conversation because he's never been in the conference finals when he doesn't have the supporting cast that the other fellas do is ridiculous to me. So I think
0: there's an argument for any three of those, in my opinion. I mean, look, he- he's, team played Harden, I he's played with Harden. He's played with, with Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jason, not to interrupt, but Embiid has played with some great players. Let's not make excuses. He can't stay healthy is the biggest reason why he hasn't been to the conference finals. And you take that into account. Let me poke a hole in the honest thing, Shay. if If your life depended on him making a free throw... Would you feel good about it? That's
3: not fair. And if Come the on. answer
0: to that is no, how can you be the best basketball player in the world if that's you not can't his, consistently that's his
3: game? Like that's that's his one area where he struggles, one area, and yet still it doesn't always affect the outcome of the game. I, I I hate that. I hate that for Giannis. That's not fair. Giannis feels like the easiest answer here. Yes, but again with the recency bias, he this this postseason I feel like changed a lot of people's mind. A year or two ago, I'm forgetting now I'm like meshing together all my postseasons, but I feel like Kevin Durant, when he had that game where he hardened in play, he had no help, Kyrie right. and he almost played. carried
0: the Nets past the bucks. Right.
3: It was Kevin Durant. And and so it's easy for us to kind of weave in and out of this. LeBron's been here the longest. He's been in this situation the most. It's easy to say LeBron I don't know. Jokic any player that averages a triple double would be stupid not to have in this conversation. We'd be stupid not to have him be part of this combo, right?
0: But and, and I just wanted to clarify, like when I say when I throw around that moniker "best player in the world," the I hyperbole. might say I might say that about another guy later in the show. You know, it's right. like it, it, right. it, it's it's a like best friend. Do you have a best friend or do you have multiple best friends? Um,
3: I, I – I, I that's hard as if one of them's listening they're gonna be hurt feelings i feel like i have like two best friends
0: okay well i then i deserve if you have two best friends i deserve two best players in the world at any <laughs> given time
3: leah's in texas leah tell will you tell aaron he's changing his mind so rapidly i can't keep up leah
0: hello hi hi leah hi this is
2: leah um uh, to be honest, I am not a basketball fan. Actually, I haven't watched a full basketball game since Kobe played his last game. That okay. was actually what my were you very doing listening game. to us then? Yeah,
3: why are you listening to us then, Leah?
2: I listen to sports radio all day. I am a huge football fan.
0: Ah, there you go. You're waiting for and that I'm AFC North in because segment because I hadn't
2: heard Shea in forever, and I want to know hey girl where you been
3: <laughs> Leah well thank you Um, I had a baby that's where I've been I had a child so I, uh, I've i been with I've been with her and my other little guy a lot lately but I'm back and I'm <laughs> thank you for asking and I'm here to debate, oh, with, uh, cool. everybody. Here to debate with everybody thank you who's the best
0: player in the world Leah?
3: Leah who do you think and if you want to say Kobe girl you go ahead if that it's always be Kobe. that's fair that is fair always be colby that's fair leah thank you for the call and thank you for missing me that actually makes me feel good um it really does sorry Erin. <laughs> uh there's
0: but, uh, a little bit of a surprise that you know someone who doesn't watch the nba is calling in the midst of the nba segment but look you know that's it's what makes live content so fascinating
3: it's true Um, All right, again, Candy and Carlin here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more in short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Okay. Our, our producer Shannon put this on the screen, and he's so sweet. You guys are really – everyone's being nice to me. I am back. Yes, you can hear me on Sundays, 1 to 4, 1 to 5 occasionally on game day, on ESPN Radio. I'm also here with Aaron and a bunch of us, usually on Candy and Carlin in the afternoons and during the week, and then I'm also on Sports Center at least two or three times a week as well. Uh, so that's where you can hear me. I'm back, though. I'm back in the mix, and it feels good to be back. All right, coming up, we are going to talk some football. Leah put it into the universe, Aaron, so I feel like we should do it.
0: It's going to happen. Joe
3: Burrow deserved to be the highest paid player in the NFL. (laughs) Yes, he does. Uh, We'll talk about it next. Kante Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order
1: with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations, icon of the seas, arriving in twenty twenty four. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean ships registry Bahamas.
1: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Respect it or check it with Canty and Carlin.
3: Oh, yeah, it's our favorite game here on KT and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shade Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the dudes this afternoon, and we're going to play a little football edition of Respect It or Check It. Uh, Aaron, we've been talking a little too much about the NBA. I think it's time to switch gears, go back to the pigskin, so that's what we're going to do, and we're going to focus on the AFC North. Shannon, take it away, buddy.
1: Yeah, I figure we do the AFC North. We got Aaron on the show today, based in Cleveland, Ohio, so I figure we do a little AFC North, if that's fine with you. So, on the AFC North, Shea, I will start with you. The That's AFC up. North is the division with the best starting quarterbacks. Mm, Respect I, it or check it?
3: I might check that. Hold on. Let me pull up my uh, – let me just pull up things to double-check that. So, yeah, I'm going to check that. And I'm actually going to go with the AFC East instead. Uh, the Patriots having the asterisk by it, but now you've got – Aaron Rodgers, if Tua Tagovailoa is healthy and the one that we saw before all the concussions, and Josh Allen, I will take that over Lamar Jackson. Oof, Joe, Joe Burrow is a tough one, and Deshaun Watson, um, and, and Kenny Pickett just hasn't shown me enough yet. Neither is Deshaun Watson. So it, it, it's like Burrow could could trump two teams, but not all of them. Sorry.
0: Well, I think Watson actually is the guy that determines whether it is or it isn't, because we haven't seen him play great in now a number of years, and he really hasn't played a full season now in a number of years. What about
2: Pickett?
0: Um, well, Pickett, I think, is coming on. Uh, Pickett went 6-2 and two in his last eight games. You know, it's not sexy, but he did win. Uh, it was a first-round pick. So I think the AFC North, I- I'm I'm until further notice, I'm going to award AFC North the points. And I will respect it, Shannon.
1: Thank you very much, Aaron. I'll start with you, Aaron, on this one. Joe Burrow deserves to be the highest paid player in the NFL. I'm respect it check. or check
0: uh, it? I'm going to check that. I think Patrick Mahomes deserves to be the highest paid paid, uh, paid player in the NFL. And, and I think he deserves one more dollar than Joe Burrow does. So I will give it to Mahomes, but the edge is not that big of a difference.
3: Um, remind me. How many times has Joe Burrow beaten Patrick Mahomes and vice versa? I believe Burrow and the Bengals are 3 and 1 against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Just saying.
0: So, um, so some of them is regular season, but. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, they played them great. They've, uh, the neck and neck. I just,
3: I'm just giving you a hard time, but it, the problem is the timing here. Like, look, if, if, uh, If Patrick Mahomes' deal was up and he's in need of a new contract right Right. around the time of Joe Burrow, yes, he deserves more money. The timing here says that Joe Burrow deserves to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. His contract, it's time to come up. There's no fifth year – like, let's figure it out, Cincinnati, because this guy – has completely changed your franchise, the way that people perceive your team. Um, he's made your entire division more fun, worth watching and without even a full season under his belt, obviously took his team to the Super Bowl. So for me, the answer is a very simple yes here.
1: All right, we'll get one more here, respect it or check it, AFC North. Shay, Deshaun Watson will return to being the quarterback he was back in 2020. Respect it or check it?
3: Check it. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about. It. I like check it because i don't know i i I don't even know who deshaun watson is anymore in 2020 i felt like i had a pretty good understanding of it um so i have no idea i'm not sure what the browns identity is i'm not sure what they're gonna who they're gonna have this rivalry with in the afc north i don't know and i don't know how deshaun watson fits into that equation i can't answer it therefore i'm going to check it
0: i mean i'm being asked to evaluate deshaun watson the football player here which is hard correct um and god i have to do this In Cleveland, because I'm in Cleveland hosting the talk show, I'm walking this tightrope constantly. Um, But I'm going to check it because not because of the off the field. I'm going to check it because watching him in six games last year was very underwhelming. And until I see a guy in a Browns helmet play great quarterback, I'm not going to believe that it is humanly possible for somebody in an orange helmet to play great quarterback. So I think he might be good. But I don't know. They need him great to justify not just the $230 million, but also everything they've put their fans through by bringing Deshaun Watson to town, to Cleveland, etc. They need him to be Super Bowl.
3: Correct. And look... I. I'm obviously saying things from a place of, yes, personal issues as well, off the field issues. But to me, it's a little bit all encompassing because of what you put your fans through, because of obviously the mental toll and everything I'm sure it has taken on for him, too. Like, I have no idea who he is now versus who he was then. And so I think it's hard for us to make an assumption of the kind of quarterback he can be or who he can return to. Respect it or check it is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Again, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Here's what I do know, though, Aaron. The AFC Mm. North is going to be must watch. TV is it a must-watch tonight for LeBron and the Lakers or a must-win situation? We'll discuss it next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.